Over 60,000 songs are added to Spotify every day, and I'm here to make sure you don't miss any of the good ones. From independent artists just starting out to seasoned vets in the industry, this interview-style podcast highlights artists whose music you don't want to miss. Make sure to follow along to the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist to hear tracks from artists featured on the show. You're listening to Music You're Missing. I'm Brendan Gennetti, and today I'm talking to Big Gigantic. Big Gigantic are an electronic hip-hop and jazz musical duo based in Boulder, Colorado. They are such an energetic duo, and their live shows are literally amazing. I just asked my producer his thoughts about Big Gigantic, and he said, quote, whenever I see them, I feel at home, end quote. So take that as an indication to how amazing they actually are. I'm honestly so grateful that they even took the time to call in, because one, I have literally been a fan for so long, and two, they're super busy. They're releasing their eighth studio album on june 10th which serves as a sequel to their fan favorite 2016 album brighter future this new album of course called brighter future 2 and it features insane collabs i'm talking collabs with grizz aloe black party pupils elohim brass tracks uh harold o'neill mick jenkins vic mensa and so many more And then in addition to that, they just announced a number of summer dates for touring. Um, And it begins July 6th, and then it continues all throughout the month. And you know they're hitting some festivals along the way. So I'm super excited to chat with Dom and Jeremy of Big Gigantic. But first, you've listened to podcasts before. You know the drill. What's up? My name is Brendan Gennetti. I'm the host of Music You're Missing. Music You're Missing is an artist interview-based podcast. Um, But the cool thing about us, right? is all of the music and all of the artists that we talk to on Music You're Missing, the podcast, are featured on our coinciding Spotify playlist called Music You're Missing. And if you head there now, you will see Big Gigantic's beautiful, big, gigantic faces on <laughs> the cover of the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist. Um, so please go follow it. And also while you're following things, here's the deal. If, if you're listening to this on streaming, I'm just going to ask for like, seconds of your time. Would you mind rating us five stars? Because the more five-star ratings we get, the more likelihood our episodes get playlisted, which in turn gives these awesome artists even more exposure. So yeah, if you don't mind doing that, that'd be great. I'm going to shut up now, and I am so excited to bring you Big Gigantic on Music You're Missing. What is that pre-show, like the day before a show, what does that look like for you guys? (laughs) Um, Dom, what do you do the day before? Uh, usually do laundry, uh, <laughs> hang out with my family, yeah. uh, make sure that everything I got, make sure I'm not going to forget anything for our set. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Just kind of get your ducks in a row. Yeah. Dom. It's not too exciting. So I know, Jeremy, you brought out your amazingly beautiful fake plant. Um to kind of match mine dumb what is behind you i'm, I'm so enthralled by that the studio so um you know this is my where i work and stuff got my saxes got my piano my mic i recorded the vocals and my sax on wow another synth and uh my cdj's over there so yeah this is my CEO at, at, at the crib that uh i've been here for about almost a year now that's amazing is that where you guys produce together or do you guys head out to another studio uh this is pretty much where it all goes down right here wow i'm amongst history right now (laughs) yeah Yeah, i i was like um so i just moved into this house 
And uh, fortunately, this place, you know, I built a studio off of the house, so it's not connected to the house. But, you know, prior to all the other music I've made, it's all kind of been in my basement, um, basically. Basement, thrown together studio kind of a situation. This is my first formal formal studio but it's been you know it's pretty much where i finished up the whole album and made most of the most of the music for the new album in here that's so interesting to hear obviously you know i talk to a lot of artists so i understand that you can work with a, a basement studio or a house studio but you know if i didn't know that it's it's wild that you guys can create the type of music that you do from the comforts of your own home yeah i mean i feel like i feel like most producers you know um you know except for maybe the the bigger the bigger names are all um you know producing from wherever an airplane a hotel room <laughs> i saw um i saw um i follow dom dalla um you know dj producer uh, on instagram and he was like playing the main stage at edc and you know playing in front of you know thousands and thousands of people and just the little caption he had was like i made this song on my couch you know? <laughs> like playing it for you know so you know kind of wherever you can get it wherever the inspiration hits i guess definitely dom you got upgraded from our manager's garage yes that's Man that was the old studio for a no while heating, no ac out there just in the elements so yeah, I mean, you guys obviously have just been continuing continuously improving. But when you guys started out, where were you? Where were you making your stuff? Because you have like full instruments, so I imagine you kind of needed a studio. Um, no, just um, just well, just um, like way way back in the day, I had a little um, sort of like a landing area outside of my bedroom. And in my bedroom, I pretty much produced either in the bedroom or the landing right outside. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day, I had my keyboard on like a, um, you know, like a, a moving box. Yeah. That was my like keyboard stand. And um, I couldn't press too hard down on the top or the bottom because the whole keyboard would like flip up. <laughs> It'd be kind of gentle on the outside. Um, but um back in those days i had a buddy who had a microphone that was nice um alex you know i'd go over to alex's house and record and just spend the day over there just re recording all my sack stuff or whatever so that's how it used to go down yeah. paper diamond shout out to paper diamond yeah exactly i mean talk about an evolution it's funny to hear you you know talk about your humble beginnings if you will because you're nearing the release of your eighth studio album brighter future 2 and not only that like festival season is upon us you just announced a tour how are you guys feeling good great really, <laughs> really nice to be back um it was uh I always say it was like three years i'm like oh it was a long three years and it was like oh it was actually just it was two and i was like man Felt like three. <laughs> I felt like 10. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the two is 10 for sure. Yeah. We're <laughs> so excited to get back on the road, be playing festivals and have a, you know, full summer tour with the album and, and everything. It's great. It's almost surreal. I know. So you've been able to play a, a few shows recently, correct? Mm -hmm. Have you been able to like dabble some of the new music into your set? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Kind of like, I'm kind of saving a lot of it, you know, not, not a lot of it, but, but yeah, kind of most of it I'm saving. Um, but as we release new stuff, um, I'm playing the new stuff that's out, you know, uh, this weekend, we're actually going to play one extra thing that isn't out yet. 
um, just because I feel like the the vibe at summer camp is like the right um, the right place to sort of debut this one. Okay, we're gonna bring this one out this weekend, but you know, pretty much comes out week after next, I guess, or two weeks from now. So um, we don't have any gigs. Well, we we don't have any official gigs um, in for um, about a month after after this. So. Um, so yeah, the, the album will be out. That'll be Electric Forest that we play. And so we'll be breaking yeah, out all the goodies. Breaking out all goodies. goodies, yes. That's actually really interesting to hear. I was curious, Do you, so do you guys like playing music that you haven't released out live? Or do you, like you said, Dom, you, you prefer to kind of save it? Uh, yeah, for the most part, I do. I do like to um, kind of get a gauge. It's nice to kind of get a gauge on how, um, you know, how it's going to go, how the crowd kind of reacts to it. And, you know, and people, I think people dig hearing stuff, you know, little bits of stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, they kind of like they get the special, the special treatment. So it's fun. Yeah. We used to, we used to like test a lot of stuff back in the day as Dom would be making new, you know, new beats and stuff like that. We would play something live and then kind of run through it and, and he would edit it and be like, okay, this section should be shorter. This could be longer, this drop worked or what, you know, whatever we used to kind of test when we were touring, like constantly, that was, you had to do that. Yeah. I would imagine you had no really other time that, I mean, that's awesome that you're able to like have these human experiments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's more like, obviously like the jam band scene kind of does more of that kind of thing, like testing stuff out. Um, which was which was super fun to see people react to to stuff that is like he made on the bus or made in the back of the van or freaking hotel room you know on the mm -hmm. airplane that kind of stuff um but yeah now there's obviously like more time especially with covid and leading up to this tour um and we have an album so all the new news is going to come out I know. I'm so excited. The songs you have released have certainly elevated my cardiovascular workouts. Um, <laughs> I'm super stoked to hear the rest of the album. And I know the rest of the little G's are. That's what, uh, you know, your fans call themselves. I'm one of them. Do you remember how that started? How did little G's start? Yeah, I mean, that goes back like maybe 10 i can't remember how many years probably maybe 10 close to 10 years eight to eight years but we are you know our fans have always been super interactive um we had the big gigantic family uh facebook group back in the day and that kind of started and that was you know a lot of people talking about going to shows going you know talking about music just kind of having that forum um and a, a community that was that just developed we didn't start that that was like a fan started that wow as that kind of grew and then we were we were obviously like in the group and kind of cra not crafting but just kind of like being a part of that and growing that we it as our shows got bigger it seemed like we needed kind of that help from our fans to spread the vibe and, and be like an extension of us and that's where the the little g's came from we definitely played with a lot of different names and stuff like that. I remember, I can't remember what they were, but yeah, little G's felt um, appropriate and it's been great to have them at Red Rocks uh, for Rowdy Town and a ton of other shows. Um, and we've done all these cool 
community um, related projects with them and done fundraisers and gone to like feed, you know, people and help um, just kind of help out local communities and stuff like that. And it's, it's been cool to see how our fans have kind of taken that and ran with it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's cool. Cause we're all about like the family vibe, community vibe, spreading the love and the little G's are our extension of that. Like you said, they help kind of spread that vibe, but they also work in tandem with your foundation as well, which I think is amazing. Um, and I mean, you guys don't have to do what you're doing. You can just make music and play and be done. So I'm curious why, you know, why did you feel the need to get involved with this foundation and maintain this relationship with your fans like you do? Yeah, I mean, we, we've been working with um, various nonprofits and just kind of community oriented organizations, I guess, since the beginning, um, our first show was a conscious Alliance benefit. Um, if you're not familiar with conscious Alliance they're super cool, um, Colorado based nonprofit that raises, um, money and food and clothing and stuff like that to help, um, folks in Pine Ridge, um, at the Pine Ridge reservation up there. And, but also it's expanded to being like country and worldwide. Um, but yeah, so our first few shows um, were kind of Conscious Alliance benefits. We'd been, been involved with them, done some volunteering for them. And then as years progressed and we were doing, you know, a lot of our own shows and they got bigger, we were like, man, it'd be great to figure out a way to raise money for, you know, people that needed and organizations that are, that are trying to help out other communities and people in need. And we started uh, a big gigantic difference foundation and the little G's are kind of tied into that volunteer wise doing like really cool projects, like from cleaning up different parts of their city that they live in to feeding homeless people to setting up like kind of like a goodwill clothing store that people can come like shop in for free. Um, and just like so many different projects um, over the years. And then after doing a project, you can kind of become a volunteer at Red Rocks or um, at Rowdy Town at different events. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been cool to kind of do that. And we've built a computer lab for youth on record to help them teach them how to make music, um, digital music and because they have an after school program for schools where their music program was cut. So there's, you know, we both grew up going to schools that had a music program and that, you know, kind of obviously helped us like at an early age. And I can't imagine going to a school that doesn't have art or music. So this uh, youth on record, they started kind of a studio and they have lessons and, just a way for for kids to have access to to instruments and and you know teaching and everything so we helped raise some money and build them a computer lab which was really cool um and yeah we've done various projects over the years super proud of of what we've accomplished and we got more to do i mean i definitely have a many ways to hype you guys up, whether it's your music or your sick shows. But I think that is, you know, that really is just taking on so much extra work. So I definitely commend you for that. That's, that's awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. 
yeah, just trying to spread the love. <laughs> so you mentioned Red Rocks. Um, I, I have literally, I've never been, but it's like my biggest bucket list thing. And I know it is for a lot of artists. Um, it's a little different for you guys though, because in addition to it being Red Rocks and like the famous venue that it is, it's also in your home state. Uh, and I know you've had Rowdy Town going on its 10th anniversary, which again, another congrats to you guys. Um, can you walk me through though? Like, what is it like playing at Red Rocks? Cause I, I you know, I've heard so much about it being like a, a spiritual experience. Do you guys feel that way? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, uh, incredible experience. Um, and we're, we're really lucky that, you know, it's sort of like our hometown show, um, but, you know, obviously we never take that for granted. Um, and the experience there is, um, it's cool. You know, it's kind of up on this hill. So you sort of like walk in, you sort you sort of get to the venue and you kind of like park or, you know, get dropped off. And then you get in a van that takes you up to the venue. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then you kind of get to the backstage area and you kind of walk up, you know, this ramp. And um, what's cool about sort of first entering in there, you know, as an artist um, playing and stuff is uh, on the walls backstage are um, pictures of all the artists who have played there over the years. And, um, uh, you know, starting off with like the Beatles, you know, and their picture of what Red Rocks looked like back, you know, and and just um, so many artists. And, you know, we're lucky enough to actually have our uh, our picture up there. So we get to like walk up there and like high five ourselves, you know, <laughs> Yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. And then, you know, the, the, um, it's like the, the backstage areas are really cool because they have, um, you know, it's built into the rock itself, you know, so sort of like all this rock backstage. So it's, you feel pretty connected to the whole experience and, um, you know, just a unique, a unique place to play in that, um, you know, usually you're up on a stage sort of looking down at everything and there, you know, I think really kind of, I can't think of another venue that's like this. I don't think there is one. I'm not sure that we played, but you know, you look up at the whole crowd and that's mm -hmm. like such a unique thing to be able to kind of like, you know, sit back and kind of look up and see the whole mm -hmm. thing. So it really just creates such a unique um, experience, you know, as a, as a performer there and stuff. And, um, you know, the energy is always, you know, to the max. So it's just cool. Um, it's always just an epic experience. And, and um, you know, I always still get a little nervous going for Red Rocks because it's just always such a special experience, even after all these years, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I imagine it's nerve wracking because the crowd definitely has an expectation of what they want to get out of their experience there as well. Um, but that's interesting to hear, seeing as though, again, like this is your 10th year. That's correct, right? It's your 10th year doing. Yeah, this will be our 10th. Mm -hmm. What's the. We played, we played, I guess, a year or two years before that, like doing different opening up and doing different things like that. But yeah, our 10th year of doing our own show. Are you guys just workaholics? Like, why did we want to do the music fest? And what's the secret to keeping it going? Hard work is hard work is definitely one of the key key elements, you know what I mean, um, of keeping it all rolling. But you know, we just when you love what you do, it's um, you know it's it's fun. So yeah, it's like to keep it rolling, you know, keep it rolling, and that brings us to brighter future too. Speaking of keeping it rolling, we're keeping it rolling from the original album. Why did we? Why did what made us want to do a sequel? How did we get here? 
Yeah. You know, um, as I was making new music and, you know, the world was happening, um, I, I just felt like, I just felt like this is what we all needed. You know what I mean? I felt like, um, we were kind of back in a place where we needed to remind ourselves, you know, what, what life's all about and what, you know, what music's all about and, and just being grateful and thankful for everything that we have. And, and, um, just trying to put a message out there that like, let's put, um, you know, let's make a step forward in a, in a better direction, you know, um, uh, just felt like, you know, the world was at odds, you know, people, friends, families, um, you know, just between all the stuff happening in the world, you know, from just, you know, from vaccines to freaking, you know, all the, all the shit, you know, it's just like, it was just time to, to like get centered again, you know, and, um, and just, you know, like I said, put a step forward in a positive direction. And, and, um, you know, that, that was the message I wanted to put out. And, and I think that, the brighter future thing is, is sort of the way to go with that. So I just, I felt like it was time. It was time we needed to, to say, Hey, like, you know, let's put our differences aside. Let's like try to show up as the best version of ourselves every day and try to put a, a positive step forward ter- towards something that is, you know, better that's helping other people that's helping the people around us. And, and, you know, it's kind of become our sort of MO in general as big gigantic, but I feel like you know, we just needed, we needed that again. And I, mm-hmm. I just, I wanted to, yeah, I just, I wanted to, I wanted to roll with it again and, um, and try to kind of put a little bug in everyone's ear, um, to try to kind of move forward out of the pandemic and everything. And, um, and just, yeah, make, make a positive step forward basically. Nice. From a, from a production standpoint, are there certain benchmarks that you are like kind of wanting to hit since it is a sequel? Like, are you trying to follow a certain? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, you know, the brighter future stuff definitely feels like, um, it's rooted in some, something that I, that res really resonates with me. You know, I grew up, um, listening to a lot of like R and B and rap music and stuff like that. Um, hip hop, um, and I feel like all the music kind of has, have you heard the whole album yet? I'm not sure if you've heard. I haven't heard the whole album, just the songs that have been released. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, um, definitely some like hip hop, um, R and B kind of, um, elements moved into, um, you know, the electronic genre, the dance mm-hmm. genre. Um, I think a lot of stuff like that. Um, there was a couple things like, like, um, like the very last song on, um, on brighter future Two, it definitely sort of resembles the last song on the first brighter future, um, with the sort of like sax and the harmonies and that kind of a thing. So I definitely wanted to ha- have it, uh, have a shape that was sort of like the first brighter future, I think. Um, but you know, at the same time, you can kind of never, there's really no way to, to, you know, replicate the same thing that, that you did before, you know, you, um, but I wanted it to have like a similar shape for sure. Definitely. I mean, from a consumer standpoint, I I think the idea of a sequel album is amazing, especially as someone who really enjoyed the OG Brighter Future. Um, 
and yeah, like you said, I can see the the differences, but also, I mean, the similarities rather, but also, I mean, you know, years have passed. We've evolved as well. Exactly. Yep. Aloe Black, by the way, I don't think he can make a bad song. I, his voice just enhances every single thing. And if he's like, no matter what I hear him in, I'm just immediately energized. Yeah, he's the man. He was really great to work with. Like, um, you know, it's interesting the way it all, you know, obviously we had, we, years ago, we, I kind of just flipped his song, I Need a Dollar. Yeah. Never really an official remix, but it was something that really kind of brought us to another level. And um, our fans really love that. And we got a lot of new fans from that song, I think. And, and um, you know, all these years later, um, you know, I think actually how the whole thing ended up working out is that, um, I had a buddy I went to school with, a piano player uh, named Harold O'Neill, and we actually feature him on the last song on Brighter Future 2. He's playing piano on it. And so he's a guy I went to school with, a piano player I went to school with at Manhattan School of Music. And he hit me up, I don't know, like a year ago or something. And he's like, he works with like Disney. He like writes different stuff. He does all kinds of stuff, really talented guy. And he was like, he was like, yo, man, like I'm writing, I'm writing stuff with Aloe. And, and I was like, oh, really nice, man. He's like, yeah, but we should write some stuff. And so we wrote a couple things and, you know, he was, he was like, oh, I, I was in this a session with Aloe and I like mentioned you guys. And he was like, oh yeah, those are the guys who did like the remix like years ago, you know? And then, so that was all happening. And then I had this song and I was like, and right as I was working on the song with my buddy, I was like, I was like, man, this would be perfect for Aloe. And I was like, you know, you never know in these situations. And a lot of yeah. times I'm like, nah, like, no, I'm not going to send it to him. Cause you know, you don't want to, you know, you don't think it could actually happen, but you know, thank God I did. And I feel like just sort of through all that kind of chatter and stuff with my buddy and different stuff like that, you know, he actually was like, Hey, you know, he entertained the idea of doing it, you know? And so you know, eventually he was like, yeah, well, yeah, like, let's do it. Let's get on a call. And so it was cool. Got on a call with him and just explained to him, you know, what the brighter future idea was all about. You know, obviously that's something that, that really resonates with him in general as an artist. Um, a lot of his stuff, um, is all very positive, you know, type of stuff and, um, type of music and lyrics and stuff and content. So, um, yeah, we just got on a call and talked about it and he was like, cool. And then just, you know, hit, hit me back with what he had. And it, I was like, I was literally like in my seat, in this exact seat, like almost in tears, like being like, I can't believe like, this is amazing that he sent, you know, that this it's so good. You know, I, I, I love that song so much. And, um, so it was awesome to get to, you know, work with him and, and uh, he's, you know, really cool guy. And hopefully, um, hopefully we get to do some, do the song live with him a little, a couple of times. That, that would be super sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That would be unreal. I love, I love hearing the passion um, come from you guys about this project. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things when I get to talk to artists before their project comes out is this question that I'm going to ask. Is there a song that isn't out right now from the album that you're most excited for people to hear? 
Yeah, there's there's kind of I'm I'm excited for everyone to hear all of them really. Uh it's it's hard to say. Um there's a there's a couple few. Um there's a song we have coming out that'll sort of be like pushed when the album comes out in a couple of weeks that's called Free and that's with um Elohim. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and Elle is a super talented um super super talented artist and um she uh just it's just such a beautiful song. Um she did such a great job. She played some acoustic guitar on it, which is great. I mean, she did a lot of things and um, wonderful to work with her. And I think that a lot of people are going to love that song. That, that that song gives me chills when I hear it. Um, there's another song called um, Paid with Brass Tracks. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Brass Tracks. Oh, yeah. And um, Brass Tracks friend Rothstein, this guy who's like a singer, rapper, New York guy. Um, that's a really fun song that I'm excited for everyone to hear. Cause it's just like, it's just cool. It's like really on the brighter future tip, like mm -hmm. really cool vibes. And then, um, futures. All I see, uh, is another song. Um, the first song on the album that I think our fans are really going to like, it's kind of like, I want to say it's kind of like little things um ish e kind of but not really but um definitely a throwback like a soul old soul kind of a thing throwback little things inspired um inspired by some of our you know old inspirations and and things like that so um those are a few that i'm really excited for everyone to hear for sure that's so exciting i'm i'm excited to hear about the brass tracks collab um i was listening to you guys on on the way to the studio and very selfishly i was like should i tell them about this or not do you guys know the band lawrence lawrence yeah i love i love that you, i like lawrence. yeah you have to dude i was listening to the you guys I was like yeah lawrence needs to be on this track i would love a collab between big gigantic and lawrence yeah i actually heard of them through brass tracks collab with them or whatever when yeah. i didn't working on a song with them but yeah they're uh gracie right Is yeah yeah Clyde and gracie they were on the show i literally thought you were about to just be like i heard about them through music you're missing <laughs> yeah oh man they're, they're really good yeah i would love i would love to do a song with them um yeah she, gracie's like she can she can really sing she is mm -hmm. really do you know about them jeremy I do. Yeah. I, I haven't heard too much of them, but I think through brass tracks is where I was like, wait, the, they're like kind of up to something. Yeah. And they're like, they've kind of blown up. So I don't mm -hmm. even know if they're like too big for us at this point, but it would be really fun to do something with them. Yeah, for sure. do something. But yeah. If you're in contact with them, say you should do a song with big gigantics. Maybe <laughs> <that's> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll BCC you guys. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, but this has been a wonderful conversation. I'm, I'm really looking forward to brighter future too. Obviously I'm going to a festival today in Boston, Boston calling. Um, so that'll be my, my kickoff to festival season. Um, I guess before we go, just like, you know, what do you guys got coming up? What are you looking forward to, whether it be in music or just like your personal lives? We got a big tour coming up. That's mm -hmm. kind of, we got festivals and tour. Um, but yeah, the tour has been, is like. A huge focus right now you know right after fourth of july we hit the road july 5th for a month um and then red rocks pretty much after that in september so that we're so excited to get back on the road it's it's been a few years so we're ready to ready to get after it hang out with everybody you know play all this new music and just have a good time get down yep i concur yep. tour yeah. 
Yeah, it's been it's been uh, it's been a minute. So it'll be really nice to get back on the road, play music every night, see our fans every night. I'm a drumsticks ready. <laughs> We're ready. Well, I will see you guys when you're in Boston in July. I'm so looking forward to it, and I can't wait for Brighter Future Two to be released. Um, in the meantime, take care. You guys got a busy few months ahead of you. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. We're ready for it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Drink some water. <laughs> Ah, you too. Have a good one, guys. Bye.